That Naturopathic Podcast. TNP. Hello there. Hi, and thanks for joining us. I'm Dr. Cara Denisio. And I'm Dr. David Miller, and we hear your frustrations. This show is for you. This show is for you if you're feeling like your current healthcare strategy is not getting to the root cause or the underlying reasons for your health. This show is for you if you've been told that you're fine, but you definitely don't feel very well. This show is for you if you're walking out of your doctor's office with one, two, three, four, or even five medications without any mention of diet, lifestyle, or a long-term game plan. This show is for you if you've got several specialists taking care of you, but no one is really putting it all together. This show is for you if you believe that health should be part of health care. These problems have solutions. We know it. Our patients know it. And we want you to know it. Naturopathic medicine is the solution that you need to know about. Hello, Dr. Dave. Hi, Dr. Kara. It's just us, Dave. It is. It is. Yay. That is good. Um, what are we going to talk about today? Because uh, we've been, as a lot of these things have been brewing in our mind lately as, as clinicians. Uh, but it's funny because it sort of encompasses what the whole show was sort of started for. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when we were thinking of like our slogan for that naturopathic podcast, it was a little bit uh, smart in that it says your health needs a two ND opinion or a second opinion. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was pretty representative of one of the reasons why we started the show. Almost the whole reason, I would say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so today's show is for basically anyone who's not getting better. And, and we thought we didn't want to specify whether you're seeing someone or not, or you're just like Googling your, yourself or seeing a conventional medical doctor or whatever. It's just regardless of where you are and who you're seeing, it's, this is for people who just aren't feeling better yet with maybe the results that they're putting in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so um, that could be many things. I just gave away some of the some of the possible sort of scenarios. What do you think is the most common scenario for people? Um, I think I think there's a lot of scenarios. Maybe we hang out there for a minute of the sure. I'm not getting better. Yeah. Um, because well, you mentioned they they might be already seeking care from any variety of health professionals. Mm-hmm. They might have been seeking care. Or they might just be trying to solve it themselves yeah. and gathering information from Google or their girlfriends or a forum. Um, or they've been through it all. And I think historically, that's the patients who've come to us who are often, we are the last step, like the last resort. Yeah, which I almost, I almost wish we were more towards the, the beginning, step. not just to be like first in line, like pick me, pick me, but more mm-hmm. just because we have the biggest sort of um, scope of perspectives to take and therefore uh, we'll give away the end here kind of we know when to refer mm-hmm. you know because we know all the different ways of looking at things I'm, look I'm not saying we are the only ones you know I'm just saying generally our scope is is such that we appreciate uh, holistically the the problem and mm-hmm. the person as good as any we see the whole elephant what's yeah. that parable called yeah, yeah, the blind man and the elephant. And the elephant, yeah. Like that. yeah. Yeah, so the guy feeling the leg thinks it's like a table chair or something, like a chair of a table, and someone yeah. feeling the tail thinks it's a, a rope. Yes. And what are the ears, a, a fan a, or something? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Well, you get the idea. It's, it's, it, the whole thing is an elephant, but we all just look at a piece of it and get our own sort of perspective. And yes, yeah. we sort of look at the, the elephant. The whole elephant. And we talked about this sometimes... Uh, you know, we say that's the benefit of time, right? We have the time to sit down and and uh, assess and look at all the parts of the elephant. Yeah, it takes time yeah. to gather the, the data. But it, And it's not just time, though. It's also um, 
knowledge of the different parts. Yeah, my, I think maybe it just took us longer when we were uh, newer to practice to figure out some of the same stuff. If we'd even figured it out, it might just take longer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes people are not getting better. Um, they're, they're, you know, a lot of people don't feel like they need to get better until they know they need to get better. Like it has to get pretty bad before yeah. they start changing. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. that too. Mm-hmm. I, I would say we'll give it another shout out to the, to the people who maybe are seeing their uh, medical doctor and just not getting better. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause that's, it's, I, I think that's pretty common. That's another common sort of line maybe of people that you see too. I don't, I, I feel like I see a lot of people who have been in the medical doctor, they do what they can. Oh, or they, they're not um, particularly fond of the idea of being on like five, six, seven different medications for disparate sort of mm-hmm. problems when there uh, might be a red yeah. thread between them. Or perhaps they're told there's no problem, right? And from the conventional as there's no problem. Yeah, Because yeah. everything looks okay. Your labs look okay. Your imaging's okay or whatever. Exactly. Everything looks fine. There's no problem. And yet, you know, there's a problem. Yeah, and then there's also that, I think there's, I'm always afraid to say things about uh, medical profession, I guess I'm less afraid. I'm, I think their, their sort of red alert level is just higher than ours, right? Mm-hmm. They're used to um, probably like more dire sort of acute needs. So maybe our sort of yellow, orange lights go off before mm-hmm. their red lights go off or, or whatever. Is that, well, is, do you know what I mean kind of with that? Oh, for sure. Okay. I think, and that's not meant uh, to be like demeaning or anything. It's, it's just meant to be like, what's a problem to us becomes a problem earlier with like, we're listening. It's like we're in the car. We're listening to like a little rattle before the wheels fall off. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And it's a different system, right? They're yeah. looking for sickness, Right. Yes. Basically, the way they're looking at a lab or the way they're looking for an imaging test or something is they're looking for for something, an overt, something yeah. they can diagnose, yeah. which is, again, not a jab. It's just that's the way that's what they're sure. doing. Um, whereas you might leave, though, and they say, no, everything's fine. And it and, you know, that's not good enough for your health. And we talked about this with labs. We've talked about that, yeah. Some, but it's, I mean, I think, you know, you're onto something important when you have to sort of come at it in a couple of different ways. So we yeah. talked about it with labs, like, you know, if your hemoglobin is uh, whatever, 129 or 130, eh, you know, you want it a lot higher than that probably, um, even though you may be in the normal range or whatever. Yeah. Um, so we, um, we will we'll talk about accurate assessment, but I think we we wanted to, we broke down um, maybe six steps of, of ways that you might experience this journey and some things that you can think about so that you can be informed in navigating who you're working with, what therapies you're doing, why you're doing them, and how to assess um, if it's working and if you are, how to know when you are getting better. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's navigating progress in a way. Uh, so it might actually be useful to some young naturopaths too in terms of like, this because we didn't you don't get taught this in school no right this yeah. is just sort of this like, is the art yeah and it is, it's a process too right it is something we've it, we both sort of came it's funny we were doing the the whiteboard and it's like it kind of came together fairly well because we sort of work with that anyway you learn better when you teach yes yeah, yeah it do. was it's cool we have a you can't see our whiteboard but we have a whiteboard of okay was, yeah, give it away you're give not, away you're not getting better so let's go to step one the first thing you do when you are not getting better is to make sure you're not building a house on uh shitty foundations yeah 
Um, that's so important. That's why it's first, and that's why they're called foundations. And um, like you said, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to expand it's hard to expand that that much more because I feel like everyone understands to some degree. If you don't do the foundation right, like you said, of a house, uh, then then you you don't worry about the knobs on the French doors. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're they're going to come crashing. That's not what to focus on. So. What are we talking about when we're talking about foundations? Do you want to give away some like the basic ones that we talk about? Yeah. And I mean, we have our, we distill it down to um, NMRX. Um, that's our, our, our little acronym. Uh, and you see it in many permutations from many different types of health experts who know that you need to address foundations. So whatever way you want to look at it, you need to eat well, so nourish. This is N. Yeah, so N. nourish. So yeah, we're talking about eat well. We're talking about eliminate well too, yeah. right? That's sort of gets lumped in there. So digestion, assimilation, um, hydration. What to eat, what not to eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what and and as we often say, like avoiding bad things is more important than mm-hmm. t- tons of broccoli or yeah. whatever. When to eat? When to eat could be All another one. Um, which we'll do, maybe someday we'll delve into the circadian rhythm of everything, but mm-hmm. that's for another time. This is just basics. Um, or even the, maybe the core basic of nourishment would just be hydration. Like how many problems could be fixed with just drinking good water yeah. and enough of it. So Or less alcohol. Or that. Less fun, maybe. <laughs> but, um, so, so that's, that's, N. that's N. What's what's M? M is move. Movement. Yeah. yeah. And we, why, I mean, we pick movement because it doesn't sound as bad as exercise, I think. Yeah. It can be anything. And it's more fun. When you think of exercise, it's a mm-hmm. bit more prescriptive. Um, but move your body. Get out. Move yeah. your body. And that sets everything up. Yeah. Dance. Uh, do yoga. Um, go for a run. Get outside. What's yeah. the best exercise, Kara? What is the best kind of movement for you? Well, for anyone, not just you. I don't want to talk. Well, okay, she's going to get I, she's going to get racy know. already. I don't know just what said you're number asking. Two. You just said number two. I'm saying the best thing for Walking. you to do is the one that you'll actually do. The one that you'll actually do. That's, okay, that's the one. You set me up there. Okay, I did. She had that. She, if you only saw the look in her eyes, I thought she was going blow the belt again. Anyway, uh, R. <laughs> we were told not to go R. below the belt by your husband. Today. Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. <laughs> R, what's, what are we looking for with R? He, he knows I won't follow that, though. <laughs> uh, relax. Yeah. Nourish, move, relax. I, I would say one of the, in the Western world, probably one of the weakest points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe not across, of course, not across the board, but um, active re- relaxation and sleep. Yes. Sleep is in this category, which if there's one thing you do first, I, I honestly God, think it might be sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Did you read, did you read the book? Uh, uh, why we sleep? Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I listened to it audiobook, but, uh, I, and I felt silly having, uh, like listened to it, how I didn't understand the gravity of how important it was. I knew it's important. Come on. It's part of our core foundations. But like when you really get into it, my God, it's like free, it's passive Mm-hmm. in a way like you don't have to tr- try too hard necessarily you should facilitate it more than like yes. try hard uh it's like it's implicated in uh so many brain issues mental issues so it's like it's so easy right it's great tell that to my grandma she can't sleep very well <laughs> yeah it, it's it's easy until it's yeah, not yeah. and then it's very frustrating but it's just nice in that way right you're not buying a supplement you're not like uh having to do some crazy diet but it's, it's literally like sleeping can save your life um or or prolong 
uh, your health span, at least. Yes, definitely. All right, I can leave the X to you. The NMRX, we're at X. This is the last of the foundations before we move on. So Yeah, X is X factor. And that came later. Um, because we were, and again, we're, we're, we're not, we've done other episodes on, actually, we haven't done an official episode on NMRX, I don't think. Um, but yeah, X is X factor because we were seeing patients who were killing it in sleep yeah. and uh, nourishment well. and exercise, yeah. but they were missing some sort of spark or purpose in their life. Meaningful yeah. connections, uh, yeah, purpose in the struggle, because there's some struggle usually, no matter who you are, it seems yeah. to be so... A bit of, I call sterile spirituality. Yes. I, I'm, I'm designing some women's health programs right now, though I have to admit, I, I, I feel like for those programs, X is going to become triple X. <laughs> All right, Ryan, sorry. Which again is spark energy, like, right? Conne- oh, it's important. Spark connection. Yes. Um, it sort of fuels the other ones, right? Because kind of, it, it could be sort of doldrums like, I eat well. I here's poo my food twice diary. a day. Yes, here's exactly. my diary. I'm going to bed at time to- at the right time. I drink enough, you know, but I talk like this. Well, come on, like life is uh, precious, and that's mm-hmm. what X is there for. It's like to spark uh, the progress in those other areas, and it fuels the the purpose of the other. Like, why would you need to be healthy or eat well? Like, yeah. like the the X is why you do it. Yeah, the why and it motivates the, the Y the comes in. Mm-hmm. It fuels and motivates and directs that sort of uh, yeah, those changes in the the more sort of. I don't know. NMR are like sort of more just core physiological things, but that, that X thing is, is what keeps them lights it up for sure. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if you're not getting better, just hang out at the foundations and what, so sometimes people will just get better on foundations, right? Many times. Yeah. Many, I would say, although we see probably more uh, difficult uh, cases as you get older, a better practitioner or something, it sort of happens like that. But um, yeah, if everyone just did the foundations, I think there'd be a lot uh, fewer problems. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's what, next? Assessment. Yeah. So. So what's wrong? What is wrong? Because everything hinges, everything after this hinges on the right assessment. If you're treating the wrong thing. You're not going to get better. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you've done all your, you're doing all the basic stuff, right? You, you, you've done your NMRX and still you, there's still a problem. Uh, then that's when you have to go, okay, maybe I have to talk to someone who actually knows uh, the language of problems better, Mm -hmm. which is, and you know, we'll talk about this, but later a little bit, but like you and I have different areas of expertise, even within our same profession. So, uh, and we'll and sort of give away the end again, but that's okay. It Don't ties it all together. Oh, no? Okay. I would say for the first thing too about assessment is, um, actually, this is not even assessment. Um, if you know there's a problem, there's a problem. Uh-huh. Don't don't ever be told that there's no problem. <laughs> that's a good point. And we didn't, we didn't talk about that, um, but it's a really good point. It goes along with that, like, be a dismissive, stuff that can happen like oh that's just normal we talked about this on our last uh recorded podcast with uh was that on metrescence that was yeah it's like oh it's just normal to be tired and shitty when you're a new mom no i mean it's not optimal Mm -hmm. maybe more likely it happens a lot more but um is that sort of what you're getting at a little bit like not being dismissed like your problem is not a problem yes yeah 
Um, and the assessment also hinges on asking the right questions. If, what do you mean? If you don't know you have a problem? No, if you know you have a problem. Like as a patient. Yeah, um, I, I guess I'm more coming at this from the practitioner's point of view. If from the patient's point of view, it's a problem if you don't know who to ask to get the right answers. That's what I'm saying. Like, how do you know who to, who's going to give you the best assessment or who's going to be able to dig in deep enough or in the, with the right expertise in which to find what the problem is? I would argue in a perfect world, you're seeing your naturopath uh, equally or, uh, yeah, like at the same sort of point of contact as your uh, medical doctor, if it's not an acute emergent need, be because of what I said earlier, because mm -hmm. if it's not our, you know, like when it's women's health or hormone health, you're going to go, you're going to, there's, I mean, you know, it, um, inside out. So that's going to be, you, they, you're, they're already in the right hands with you. But if it's something else, say it's a gut problem, but they know you cause you have a great uh, Instagram presence or something. <laughs> uh, you might, you might say, okay, well, yeah, yeah, the cool. Uh, but I think, you know, you might be better off to see Dave for this particular thing. Cause you, um, you know that that is more the language that I speak. Yeah, that happens every day. It does. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> but yeah, so knowing what the problem is, okay, so we talked about, uh, or I said, also, if you don't have um, the right sort of idea of what the problem is, then you don't really have a direction of where to go next with your treatment. Yeah, you're flailing. Totally. You're throwing everything. This is, is this where you fit in uh, being on a hundred supplements? Is this where we fit it in? I think, yeah. I mean, assessment, I think it is, you need to work with someone who can, who can take all the data and make some good hypotheses. We're not always right. Yeah, that's key. We're making a good hypothesis about the most likely reason why, or it's never one. <laughs> first of all, but we're making some good hypothesis based on collecting very good, thorough data. Mm -hmm. um, we make a hypothesis and say, let's test it. Mm -hmm. um, Which depends on knowing your therapy. We, yes. we talked about this, right? Because yeah. now we're getting to that point where it's like, okay, we tried. Uh, so, so when you say you try, what, pick one of your favorites. One of your, what are one of your favorites for a common uh, uh, condition? Oh, Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Excuse Drop, me. <laughs> dropping F-bombs. Oh it's the end of a really long week. <laughs> I know. Okay. Uh, well, okay, what I'm saying is you know your therapies well. So when yes. you know the problem fairly well and you know the therapy fairly well, a positive result is great. We feel great. Uh, the patient is happy. We pat ourselves on the back and move on to bigger and better and harder things probably. Mm -hmm. But also, if the, if the result is not what we want, it's still good data. Exactly. That it was still the, tells that was us my something. Point. Yeah. 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 So when you have one of your, that's why I was going to say, pick one of your, you know, favorites, gotcha. give them away, give, give one away, Kara. What, okay. Ginger for okay. painful periods. Okay. So you give your ginger for, for uh, painful periods and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. What does that tell you maybe is going on? Um, maybe there's something structural. Maybe there's yeah. a fibroid, maybe, um, uh, maybe the hormones are really off balance. Maybe it's just so heavy. It's going to be pain. There's a billion reasons why. But what is it? What, what it still gives you, it still gives you some good information, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Which informs your next choice. And you've sort of removed one thing from the, from the picture to cl it clear, it clarifies it in a way. Whereas if you threw like everything at it and nothing worked, you don't know. Exactly. What, yeah. what worked. Okay. Not the best example because that's kind of a short-term 
I just threw it at you. Short-term but. quick hit uh, while we're, f- but that's what I do while we're figuring out some other things, yeah. right? It's like, let's try to get the pain down while we're figuring it out. Yeah. Um, and it tells you the gravity of things sometimes, right? If sure. you're, maybe, you know, okay, it is for sure this, but it's just, that's not a, uh, a strong enough intervention for the, the severity of what you're dealing, dealing with. Exactly. So we've made a hypothesis. We've done a good assessment. We'd yes. say, okay, here, here are the problems. Here are the systems that are affected. Then we go into, either we go into choosing a therapy or the, you know, or the, pa- or the patient does. Maybe that makes the patient go into their health food store and say, I think I have gout. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you have for gout? Or let's ask yeah. my uncle. Uncle Bob used to have gout. Let's see what he did. Yeah. Hello, Purinol. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, th- but this isn't just unique to naturopaths. I'm just thinking like other practitioners will be doing this. They'll be going, someone's co- come to them because they're not feeling better. Yeah. They'll be like, do your core workout. Did you do your core workout? And mm-hmm. I think it's your core. And then, okay, then it's also this. So I think all practitioners go through this. But Definitely. Yeah. So, so you go, and I like the health food store example. Um, because you're just sort of going and, and maybe um, not getting a full assessment, mm-hmm. right? You might find something that works, which is great. All power to you and yep. that's great. Um, but if you just sort of went in and bought a whole bunch of supplements whimsically on your way home because you thought you had to do something, um, then you may have this problem that we're, we're getting here to, which is, sorry, go on. I was going to say, yeah. So what are, the, what are the cases? Why are some reasons why a therapy might not work? Let's go over some reasons why, why we've picked a therapy. We think we know that what the problem is. What are some of the reasons why the therapy might not work? Well, did we go back and say the assessment was off? Yes, yeah. for sure. So that's why, it's sort of, that's why Kara put these in an order, which is great. Thank you. <laughs> um, so yeah, the, the assessment could be off. So the intervention, which is dependent on the assessment to a large degree, mm-hmm. unless it's foundational and generalized, like health promoting, yep. then yeah, you're just off that way. And it makes you go, okay, is that, especially if it's a, uh, again, a, and a kind of treatment that you know is quite reliable. Mm-hmm. What else? Um, we'll do three first here from our list. It just might be that we're, th- the, that either the practitioner, um, we've been guilty of this probably younger in our career, or you are just throwing the kitchen sink at it. Like mm-hmm. all the things that might work for, Joint pain, yeah, right. Um, that you're just throwing everything at it. Um, you know, it's a red flag if you're leaving any office of any description with like five or ten medications or supplements or crazy diets or whatever the brand of yeah. treatment is. Yeah, five is yeah, maybe five's okay, um, but probably not the first. I don't know. Probably not the first visit. I don't know. Maybe we we might get some slack from from people, but I I kind of have to agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's usually three or fewer. Well, yeah, and we can get into specifics when we go into monitoring. The other reason, um, just to finish out, how you might know it's the why something might be the wrong therapy. So we've said one, it's the wrong we're treating the wrong problem Two, you're just throwing the kitchen sink or like kind of a crazy, like all in approach of just doing flailing in the wind, just doing mm-hmm. everything. It's too much is maybe overwhelming or you're not giving one thing a chance to work or um, 
why else is too much not good? You're overwhelming the system. Yeah, I mean, I'll just think from my gut perspective, I've seen people, well, I think you refer to patient to me and, and she's just on so much stuff from a previous um, practitioner that, and, her, and she has a gut problem. And you th- where do you throw all the supplements? Yeah. In the gut. Exactly. You know, and so now she's got like an overtaxed sort mm-hmm. of system, uh, like digesting 10 different supplements three times a day. You got to think about that. Yes. So it's too much, but it's also, it could be the right things, but in the wrong order. Yeah. Um, And then the one I see too, is that perhaps you have to match the therapy to the intensity of the problem. So give a, give an example what we were sort of talking about before. Yeah. So I was, I was talking to a patient today actually, and she was like, well, how do we know what we choose? Uh, this was for um, uh, a menopause transition and the, all the hormone changes and symptoms that can go with that. And she's like, well, how do we choose? Cause I had gave her some options of, you know, what it might look like going forward. And I said, well, well, there's a lot of ways to consider it. Um, but you know, if you were, you know, if I have a patient talking to me who's, let's say, having night sweats, having night sweats, changing the sheets three times a night, like covers on and off, literally like sleeping an hour, um, we can't throw peppermint oil on her neck and think that that's going to be helpful. <laughs> and so the, the, the therapy has to match the intensity or the severity of what you're going through and how quickly you need to elicit change. So in that woman, I would do bioidentical hormone therapy like that. She, and she's the first one to say, Kara, give me the hormones. Yeah. <laughs> right. Whereas someone who's just like having very gracefully, you know, seeing some changes and, you know, maybe we can use some herbs or maybe we, you know, can cut out um, or reduce sugar intake and reduce yeah. stress. Um, you have to match the intensity to the problem. Yeah. Well, look, look, if you don't match that intensity fairly quickly, we're off on the, the first step is off, right? Which was foundations. And in your case, you're not, you're not sleeping if you're sweating through your sheets, like throughout the night, like, so we're already off on the the wrong foot. Uh, Just going back to what we talked about is foundations. So that's, that's when it's good to not be like, like fundamentalist naturopath. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, do you know what I mean? Like, I do. yeah, <laughs> I do. of course you do. And it actually, actually that lends to good, just going back to order. Um, we, I have lots of patients who are not in the place. It's funny because we said foundations are first, but sometimes you need to get a little help before th- those people can do the changes. Right. Right. So you might be sitting at home knowing I need to make huge changes in my health. I'm not happy, but you, you can't get there because maybe you don't have the energy, right? Mm-hmm. Or maybe your mood is so low, you can't um, contemplate the changes. Mm-hmm. Uh, so sometimes there's some pre-steps before the foundations, and, and that's where knowing the order of the therapeutics is almost as important as what the therapies are. Totally. Yeah, like there's a place for um, – catalyzing these you i think you talked some nerdy stuff it was a couple times ago a couple of podcasts i did i got slammed down but i have an instagram Uh, post ready to go with the (laughs) with the 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 chemical equation of 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 activation energy which yeah yeah. it's the nerds will get it um but basically what what kara is talking about is trying to make that transformation from one thing to another require less energy 
mm-hmm. so that it actually gets there. Otherwise, you just sputter and start and never uh, get there. So it's it's sort of like ironic that you use something like a bioidentical hormone to get to the foundation and then you build from there. And hopefully, maybe you don't need the, you know what, once you, once you, I don't know, you, this is your jam more than mine, but maybe once you give the hormone and then the sleep comes and the foundations are all sort of getting, maybe they need it less. Is that a possibility or is that just sort of stay like that? Possibly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In an ideal situation. Possibly. Um, I don't think it's ideal because in the long run, they're, they're, uh, their brain and heart and bone health is going to, right? Because that's actually a different scenario because you're, you're always hedging a couple different um, streams, right? It's like, how do we get you feeling better acutely? And then, you know, maybe for those women who are trying to prevent osteoporosis or Alzheimer's, maybe that's a good longer strategy. So those are different considerations that we're always weighing um, is the short term and long term as well. I always learn something from you about women's health and hormones. Um, so yeah, that that is. Does that sort of uh, clarify making sure you have the right therapy uh, and and knowing that the wrong therapy is just uh, going to take you down the wrong path? Yeah, I th- I think that's good because if we go to five, which is monitoring progress, yeah, like I can't say strongly enough, do not do something if you don't know it's working. Like, how often do you ask a patient, oh, is that helping you? I don't know. I was told to take it and I've been taking it yeah. for five years. Yeah. Well, that that's that one that we were talking about earlier. She's on like all those supplements. She just doesn't want to stop taking them when clearly she's not entirely well because she's still coming and seeking more help. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's that's one of those cases. So um, you, could almost, you could almost start that off till, uh, before that saying like monitoring progress is easier when you have like a symptom or problem that you yourself can like monitor mm-hmm. or see, uh, you know, we talk about how it's maybe easier for me sometimes working with bowels. Cause I, you get input or feedback data every day, hopefully. And if you don't <laughs> every week or something, uh, but at least you're getting like feedback. You're like, if you don't have bowel movements for days, that's, you, you don't have to wait a month. Whereas exactly. in your case, sometimes you're waiting um, to monitor that progress, the, the feedback. 28 days. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Right. Or seven days in some, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, or 56. <laughs> so there's extremes that way. So when you, when it's easier to monitor progress, you don't really need, we don't need to beat that one to death. Um, but there are other things like, um, what about when you're monitoring someone's hormone levels or something like they may f- not feel crazy. Does this happen where they don't feel like crazy different, but you get, you get their hormones. You're like, this is great. This is improvement. This is decreased. Does that sort of um, or is there always correlated with symptoms? They're pretty, they're pretty correlated. Yeah. I can pretty much look at an estrogen level and, and guess how much better their symptoms are. Right. Uh, but that's, that, that's, oh, but labs would be another way of monitoring yeah. progress, right? Yeah. Um, maybe for, would maybe for fertility, would it be another way? Is, is there another, cause you don't really, fertility do you see like uh are you having symptoms or are you just sort of looking to get the hormone levels where they need to be do you heavily rely on the the lab aspect uh, less of it? less so for fertility okay yeah okay. or like we could take something more i mean well, give me a when good example here you know what i'm trying to do here i'm trying to say sometimes a different perspective other than signs and symptoms might be helpful Exactly. Yeah. So I, well, yeah. So what, how do we monitor? I guess that's a good question. Or, or even people at home like, that are, are trying to solve their health 
without a practitioner? How do you monitor if things are changing? Because sometimes we don't remember. <laughs> and I see that too, right? Well, well that's I'll, the bias with our brain, right? We, we have a bias towards seeing uh, pain and negativity. Yeah. And you see yeah. it all the time, right? People, they're like, you, good thing you take good notes sometimes because people come back, you're like, and how's this? They're like, oh, it's okay. Oh. Yeah. It might be a bit better. Or they say, I forgot about it. Yes. They think yeah. they, they, it basically, you took care of a major symptom or sign and they just, it's out of their brain. So they don't even remember getting better. Yeah. So that can be, I'll go back to the chart. I'll go back to, I'm like, let me read this to you from three months ago. Yeah. You were, this is what your period looked like. Oh yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. How easily we forget when bad things go away. Yeah. So, so there's, uh, there's that, uh, just from my perspective, I feel things on people's bodies and tissue, you know, when things are tight in this area or that area. So there, that's a way of monitoring progress. And I'm sure more manual focused therapists would have uh, lots of wisdom that way too, that they just get from mm-hmm. feeling, uh, tissues, uh, and stuff like that. I like, um, so feeling like mm-hmm. your, what you can feel and a physio or chiro would re- really be able to feel those changes. So, an osteo, we can't leave yeah, them out. And an osteopath. <laughs> so physical changes, lab changes, yeah. signs and symptoms. Um, the one I like too is uh, what would your family say? That's a good one. Yeah, it's a yeah. good one. Yeah. yeah. Like, well, my husband says, mm-hmm. I hear this. My husband says he's seeing changes. Uh, I think I'm seeing some, but my, my, my family says they're seeing that I'm improving. Mm-hmm. Um, or if your entire family changes around you and you're like, oh, maybe you, maybe you just being in a better state of health had something to do with the environment of the, of the home. Yeah, we've talked about that before. Uh-huh. Um, I think it was, um, I think my kids were, were having a, a stressful time. And the only thing I changed was something about my health or something, my outlook or mindset. And all of a sudden they just, yeah, yeah, they just changed. So the, the progress is, there's many, many facets. It's just as holistic as the problem yeah. is, is the, the outcomes. And, and you can't always predict what the outcomes are either. And some of the core, like some of the basic, the real basic things can change. Like even, <clears throat> even something just like, oh, my energy is better mm-hmm. or I'm sleeping better, even though you didn't like actively treat sleep. You didn't like go, I'm treating your sleep. You just did something like your diet improvement or whatever, and you're sleeping better, uh, some stress reduction, you're sleeping better. So the, the basics like hunger, sleep, weight, uh, or like puffiness. Those are good barometers. Yeah. yeah. That's a great point. They're simple, but, um, Energy is one that people love, right? Yeah. Because a lot of time energy doesn't come in some little packet. It's not some external thing you, you know, you ingest and now you have more energy. It's more like Mm -hmm. get out of your own way Mm -hmm. uh, by getting, you know, supporting the foundations and all the stuff we already talked about, like treating the right thing. And then, oh, poof, there's more energy. Those are, I think that's a, I I hope people are listening. That's a great point because uh, those systems are so like when you get out of the way, those basic systems should, they're trying to find their way back. So either your body's trying to sleep well, yeah. it should have energy. You know, yeah. you should be able to get up in the morning with lots of energy and be excited to face the day. Um, sex drive would be another one, right? Like oh, those yeah, systems, but it's true, right? No, it like true. those basic, like no, it is true. And, primates and, and things, yeah. as you say, are really good barometers. Of totally. Your health. And that's why it's important that I think if you're going to be a good doctor of anything, 
you don't only need to know sickness. Yes. You need to know health. Yeah. And I, I hope people are listening about to that too, because if you want to know progress, you don't just look for like an absence of some tumor or like a lab test being w- totally whack. You know, look for an absence of joy, look for an absence of energy, look for an absence of sleep. These are like, these are so key. So, so knowing to know sickness, you have to know health. And I think to know health, you have to know sickness too. It's got to know both. And again, toot, the own, toot our own naturopathic horn uh, about that one. Cause we, I mean, we, we try to create health. But I'm excited because I think we just learned something from ourselves. What did right? we do? <laughs> I mean, those are things that we do. Like those are goals and those are things, outcomes that I ask at every visit. Yeah. Um, but I think I didn't, um, I, I'm going to just be more conscious of that now. I think um, I take, I've taken that for granted. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're there, used to getting good results, Kara. I don't know, <laughs> not always, but often. Um, the I think. What about your exit plan? That's one thing you wrote on there too. It was like monitoring uh, yeah. progress includes knowing when. And I just did this with someone today. Yeah. We have a stepwise. So first, okay, I educated her in terms of what are the expected influences of the interventions that we're doing, and. Um, how they relate to her symptoms uh, so that she knows that when she takes one away and if one of those symptoms sort of regresses, then she knows, okay, we're not ready to pull that one out yet, (laughs) but we are going to take something. I'll let you reframe it, but this is just the example from today. So I said, here's what they do. Here's the expected benefit. Cause like you said, at the beginning, we don't know a hundred percent, but we have Mm -hmm. probable ideas of what's helping what. So then I said, take away one at a time and see if you can have a bit of a drug holiday from it. And if you, if you take it away and symptoms regress, then you go back on it. Mm -hmm. I think this is, this is a key point too, um, that when you are going to do any therapy, I mean, this is legally required of us, whether or not we as practitioners are good at it or not, um, is we are required to say, here's the therapy this is what it does. Here's the potential side effects. Here's the potential benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, this is what you will notice if it's working. This is how you will know it's not working. And here is the exit plan. <laughs> um, and it's part of consent. It's right? informed consent. Yeah. And whether that is a drug from your doctor or that is an exercise program from your physio or that is a supplement uh, or hormone or whatever from us, you know, you as a patient or a consumer, um, it's your health and you have the right to know and be informed as to what to expect. Um, And I love the question, um, what is the exit plan? Because Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of problems happen is you'll go, you'll get a, oh, here's this drug, it will treat this. But it's like, well, what what should I expect? What are the side effects? What mm-hmm. if, like, how long do I have to take this? Am I taking this the rest of my life? Um, and, you know, when we get lists of therapies that people are on, it's like, well, why are you taking that? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I uh, Is it helping? Oh, I, I don't know. Yeah, those are problems. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think I wasn't as good at this uh, as I am now. Maybe it's because we got more used to the therapies that we're we're using and, and probably stopped using as many and got smarter with the ones that we do. Um, but I see a lot of people come from other types of interventions and it's like that. And it's now you've got 
you've got more problems then, right? Because you got you, you can't tell people to take away those therapies if you didn't mm-hmm. uh, intervene. But now you've got a problem of not only were they we're not sure of the problem, we're not sure if the therapy helped, but now you're on this therapy, yeah, and it's probably got some side effects if it's if we're talking about pharmaceuticals. Yes. And before we get to our last point, just one more point about therapies in general. I think it's good to specify the difference between, uh, we talk about foundations, but foundational supplements or foundational nutrients versus therapeutic. So there are some nutrients that might be more longer term for health, like the most obvious examples of vitamin D. Mm-hmm. Um, so those are things that you can't reliably get in the diet that are more likely to be deficient, like a vegan taking iron or B12. Right. So there's some foundations that are, you might not know there's going to be a change, um, but we've assessed that it's probably a deficiency and you're going to need to supplement it. Do you mean like where they might not have symptoms that would tell them that there's a problem? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They might, but not always. Yeah. Yeah. And what else? Oh, I, and I think the nature of the intervention is we talked about this earlier too. Is this time for that? Yeah. I think this is time for that. Mm-hmm. So where it's like, um, you know, when I do uh, visceral manipulation, usually right away, there's some uh, observable effect. It, like, mm-hmm. It, like at, during the treatment, end of the treatment, to like that's on the table. On the table, it's and that's it's it's. I mean, that makes that therapy kind of nice that way because you can you can notice that. Uh, we we uh, we had a bit of a jab at fish oils because we love them, but you know when if you go from not taking fish oils to taking fish oils for one day, I don't think you're going to see a resolution of long term chronic inflammation. Yeah, and that's where I hear my. Uh, my patients will say, oh, I heard fish oil is good. Or they'll say, I saw your post on fish oil. I just went out and bought a fish oil and <laughs> decided to take it. And, um, you know, you wouldn't just go buy a medication. Like supplementation um, is complex and intricate and personalized. And I... intricate? Uh, intricate. <laughs> uh, I'm going to swear again at you. Uh, <laughs> I get I get overwhelmed in the set. Like if I'm looking through a catalog uh, of supplements or at the supplement store, it is overwhelming to me. And I have three degrees in in nutrition. Like yeah. I know how to read a supplement label, yeah, yeah. and it overwhelms me. So if you're literally just going out, I can guarantee if you're going out and picking your own supplements, uh, you're they're not the right ones, and you're wasting your money. You might have got lucky. You can get lucky, yeah. and definitely what I'm seeing now of like what people are picking out on their own has greatly improved yeah, um, over time because there's a higher degree of knowledge. I'd agree with that. Um, but if you're going to invest in them, just like, just bounce it off someone who can help you to pick the right ones. Yeah. And again, it just goes back to the whole order of things we talked about. Get the foundations first before you look for some targeted mm-hmm. Brazilian super fruit. Yes. You know, Yeah. pick on acai again. Yeah. Um, so yeah, monitoring progress. I think I think we've done I think we've done all right with that one. Uh, and when yeah. when we said when to exit, it's like I guess the idea is minimalist approach in terms of like you don't need to be on a million supplements if you don't need to be on a million supplements. No, right? So yeah, my goal is to my goal is to have an exit. My goal is is to get the body to do it on its own. Yeah, it's yeah. like um, 
Maybe it's like melatonin. It's like, hey, let's try this. You've been stressed. Your whole cycle is knocked off. Mm -hmm. Uh, You're working late on your computer at night. Let's just reset this pattern. Your body knows how to do this. Let's, let's, let's reset it and mm-hmm. um, get you sleeping and your body probably can take over from there if you you know invest in the sleep hygiene and all the things you need to do mm-hmm. uh, same with menstrual cycles my goal is get in and out in three or four cycles get the cycle it your body knows how to do it mm-hmm. right get, get out get of its, its way, way right? and then and i don't the want you to have success. to take the herbs or whatever for for all 450 cycles you'll have in your lifetime. It's like, let's get in, let's fix the problem. Let's show your body, remind it how to do it and get out of the way. Cool. I like that. That's, I mean, I think that is a good way to end the monitoring progress. Let's go to implementation. Um, And what we're going, Mm -hmm. what we're saying here is, uh, you know, if there's a prop, so you say we've assessed, so we did the foundations. And then we assess properly. You've seen me or Kara or someone else. And then, okay, so the assessment is pretty good. We sort of know what's going on. Maybe it's a physio and they have great palpation skills. And they know it's like the medial meniscus and that's why you have a knee issue or whatever. Okay, then they do the therapy. Okay, so the, this is when it's, it's more difficult for lifestyle medicine and naturopathic medicine because the, the treatment doesn't end when you leave the clinic. Yes. Um, so you find yourself maybe not doing it for some reason. So it's the right stuff. It's probably the right dose. It probably matches the severity of the condition, but you're not doing it. You got to do it. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. what are the, some of the reasons maybe why you're not, why well, the person is not doing it? So um, the, the treatment suggestion is just not feasible in their life. Yeah. Whether it's financially or energetically or fits in with their schedule or life circumstance. That's key. Mm-hmm. Life, like like um, if they have four kids, it's very different than being alone. Uh, if you, you know, if it's um, uh, like if you're a shift worker, there's certain things you just, I mean, one of the foundations is going to be buggered right away, mm-hmm. right? So if you're like, you have to go to bed at 9.30 p.m. No, sorry, mate. I'm, uh, that's um, me at work, you know, mm-hmm. so um that sounds very obvious, I know, but it's just to make a point that the implementation has to suit the person. And this is, again, not something you generally learn mm-hmm. in school. It's just... That's the art yeah. and the skill of the practitioner and the creativity too, right? Like I might have a patient who I know probably should, well, should not eat gluten, let's say. Right. Or should eat a certain, we need a certain type of therapeutic diet. Um but I'm not going to give them that diet if their like their life right now is just not capable of of uh, of creating that change. So the environment for them to create that change isn't great. What would what would be some example? You probably have some from your life. Sure, uh, there's t- like I I know I do better when I don't eat gluten. But what yeah. happens when my clinic's busy and the kids have you know you know, like Ryan and the two kids have soccer three nights a week yeah. in the summer and yeah. you're just running back and forth and something's got to give. Something's give. Yeah. And if something's got to give more than it, it, it holds, then maybe yeah. the plan just needs to be shifted a little bit. Yeah. Or, or sometimes life has to. Sometimes you yeah. have to shift life in order to make the, the changes you need for your health. Um, but but that's the art of it. That's figuring that out. Other implementation problems, maybe unsupportive husband or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one who like thinks whatever you're doing is whack or whatever. You need that. That's not again. It, it's probably the right sort of idea. But given those circumstances, maybe you, you need to do a little bit of a 
a, pif- a pivot mm-hmm. or a shift. Yep. Or the problem is not severe enough. <laughs> Right, the pain. Yeah, expand. Maybe you're not doing it because the gains are not as bad as the pain. Yeah, is the juice worth the squeeze? Yeah, yeah. So that's that's another reason too. And then um, I never thought about that, but that's a good one. Like, is the pain point enough to to uh, necessitate the implementation Mm -hmm. pain in the wazoo? Or you don't see you don't see the risk of not doing it. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's not apparent why and yeah, and that's okay. You'll get there. Yeah. Cool. Is this, is so this the end now? It's the end. What happens when we know as practitioners or, you know, as a patient that we're stuck. So we're almost back. So we've gone through like all these stages and now we're sort of back to yeah. what we started at the beginning, which is uh, probably just not getting better, even though we're trying like, fairly, uh, I don't know, reliable sort of ways of going about it. Mm-hmm. And, and I'll say that to patients. I'm like, we're missing something. There's mm-hmm. something, you know, X, Y, and Z have gotten better. Like you, I, we know almost always they're in a somewhat of a better position, but there's one thing that's niggly or a couple things that we just can't, we're just not getting the movement on that we need. So then what do we do? Um, um, okay, so uh, let's think of it. I'll think of another example before we go down that really, that's a simple example where you, yeah. I would go down to, um, if I, if I know you have your foundations, all right. And I, um, you know, the, the assessment is maybe rough in terms of the fact that it's not maybe my forte. I know there's hormones that are sort of driving the bus here. The problem is if not primarily driven by hormones, and this is one of the ways we refer all the time, right? Uh, I'll say this is this is just not my uh, area of expertise, and they are sent to you or someone else. I mean, look for us; it's you. I'd send yes. to you, um, and which is great now with telehealth. You can you can get referrals uh, from all mm-hmm. over Ontario now because you're doing so much of the virtual stuff for women's health, which is awesome. Um, so there's like a little bit of a maybe a silver lining to all this, but there are some, some, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but basically what I'm saying is I, I already know enough to know that I don't know enough and they're coming to you. I'm not going to see them cause I'm like hoarding the patient. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so that, that's, you skip a few steps to get there that way. But the, the main, the, the other more obvious way maybe is when you've sort of, you've done your best You've maybe re- readdressed, reevaluated the problem. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you got to go back to the drawing board and go, "What did I miss?" Like you were saying. Yes. Um, and then you go, "Well, I think it might be time for you to see someone else." Mm-hmm. And and I think there's it's. Do you the funniest thing? I think this is one of the funniest thing. Which I I guess I realized a while ago is the more I know, the more I refer out. The, every time, yeah. Isn't that? Yeah. Crazy. And the, and the earlier I refer now, I mean, so it goes, it goes in the other direction too. So, um, and I mean, these examples could be anything. It could be, I know when I need to refer to a Cairo or I know when something is more, you know, requires some counseling, right? Like, so we're using our personal examples, but it could be any direction of different types of practitioners. Um, but I might know that I'm working with patient and a, a huge component of 
of it is is their gut. I mean, for the first part, they might have just been sent to you anyway mm-hmm. when they call the clinic. Um, but I'm I, I think. I think when we can start to coordinate care a little bit better, why wait till the end of that cycle or two or three versions of that cycle instead of saying, you know what, I, I'm, a, I'm a naturopath. I know guts. I, 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 have some, I have some good foundations in treating mm-hmm. gut problems and I probably could do a, a very good job. Uh, yeah. But why don't we just see what Dr. Dave has to say and just make sure let's just get the best assessment and the best plan right off the bat. And then this is the, while we're working on all of this other stuff. You know what comes, a couple of things come to mind is a uh, low hanging fruit and easy win. Yeah. Right. If you got an easy win, like, like if I see someone, I, yeah, sure. They, they probably have some gut issues, but guts, you know, the more you know about uh, the depth of some things, you know, it's not always as simple, but if, so, okay, there's some gut issues, but it's like every period of mine, I'm going through 10 super tampons for four days. It's like, Go to Kara. That's it. Like you have to start there. That's low hanging fruit. That is like the most obvious first thing to do, mm-hmm. right? And you might touch on the gut a tiny little bit, but you have got to do the easy wins. And the, you know, from a perspective of patient care, an easy win really keeps you like motivated to keep uh, to keep trying. Yeah. Yeah. And I think from a patient perspective, I've, I mean, I've always wondered because, um, you know, you're, you're, uh, you wonder if, if as they're getting that referral, they're like, oh, well, she doesn't know how to solve it. Um, I, I, don't, I don't think that, but I'm just, I'm just trying to think of it from the patient point of view. If you're seeing a practitioner who's referring you to somebody else, that's actually a very, it, it's not a sign of weakness. It's actually a very a very good sign in most cases. Uh-huh. I didn't know how to say that without um, you. I think you put it nicely, but I, I would say in a more like blunt terms, if you're a practitioner doesn't refer out after uh, repeated uh, efforts Attempts. to, to like meet some treatment goal that are lasting more than a day or two. And I won't even say the example that I'm thinking of, but, but I, I, I think of it all the time. Um, if it's like every week you go to the same person for the same thing, it gets better for a day. But, you know, I mean, that sort of mm-hmm. example, I think you are within reason to start to think, maybe I should just try a different approach. Like, and it's no offense to the person. I am so willing to refer out because I, I don't know. I, I, I think I'm getting a better handle what we're good at and what other people are really, really skilled at. I think it's a, I'd be worried if someone doesn't refer out as I guess what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Yep. Yeah. Didn't get into too much trouble there. Nope. No. Okay. She's smiling. Maybe I did, but. Um, I have a, a different threshold for trouble. You do too. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know at this point. <laughs> yeah. So I think the better you get, the more, you know, when to refer out and not sort of like die on your sword. I'm, I have to do, I'm an, naturopath i treat everything i have to be the one to do no this you gotta think about the patient first and same from patient perspective do not do not do not fear insulting any practitioner by finding different answers Ooh, i like it mm-hmm. yeah i can take that one i know you can take it um when people say it but usually we beat them to that 
Yeah. Know, it's usually us that yeah. like, I got a pretty high standard for what I'm trying to do here. If, if we don't see something moving like pretty quick and, mm-hmm. and that comes back to some of the stuff we talked about, like how to monitor progress. Are we going in the right direction? Did we do a good assessment? You know, like, yeah, you, you get a better idea of uh, when to <laughs> know that you're sort of out of your league or someone just might have a better perspective. And I think that's an important, like, how do you know what other perspectives to, um, to consider um, and maybe think of different uh, people who can offer different lenses, right? So, I mean, a naturopath, you know, we look at things from lots of angles, but perhaps it requires more of a, a structural lens. Like maybe it requires, um, maybe their menstrual cramps have nothing to do with their lady bits, maybe there's some major pelvic blood mm-hmm. flow issues that an osteopath could get that pelvis moving, mm-hmm. or maybe it requires a pelvic physio. Um, so, so some streams of thought of different lenses would be of a more uh, kind of physical structural lens uh, might be a more mental emotional lens, whether mm-hmm. that is a counselor or some energetic therapies or spiritual therapy, uh, like spiritual lenses. Um, things Especially like if that. they're into that, mm-hmm. right? That's that's when it's like you gotta listen to the patient. What are you into? Kind of. Yeah. Actually, I'll, I'll give one example of this because um, you gave me a you sent me a patient, uh, and this is a good example of knowing enough to know that someone else might know more. Yeah. And this was a patient who, in a certain position, her when her body's in a certain position, she gets a repeated uh, feeling in a consistent area of the body mm-hmm. and it was it was body position dependent and and uh and body anatomy sort of like she knew where in the body she feels it and you were smart enough to go you know what that sounds like a structural uh perspective might be useful in this case and i think yeah. you're right um but that's a good example of it yeah like throwing a new diet or herb at it is not going to when it's that obviously structural yeah. yeah so i you know good for you I, I that's just a good example of of knowing when did having knowing enough to know that you don't know enough but still you you have that perspective that you know exists yeah mm-hmm. or no you probably have enough but someone has way more, more. than enough so yeah. why not in the patient's best interest go there exactly and if you're a patient listening then always go to the person that you think get get all the opinions get get and i know there's some barriers to that too but um never not seek other opinions for fear of um you know cheating on your practitioner yeah yeah Yeah. cheating yeah yeah okay all right does that tie it all together yeah it's 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 good for me from my perspective to i mean it took us what five minutes on the whiteboard to write those six steps but um i hope that gives some people who are just listening who are struggling with their health or haven't found answers maybe one or two light bulbs of some things where where it may have gone wrong yeah cool i think that's good we could uh we could do a podcast again uh ourselves anytime because i think we did all right yeah, not yeah. bad for weighing in it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> cool. Well, thanks everyone for listening. And like Kara said, I hope you got like one or two light bulbs go off um, and you uh, maybe get some new perspective on uh, what to do when you're not getting better. Yep. See you again. Okay. Bye. Over and out. <laughs>